Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it, you've read about it, you've talked about it, and now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. And yes, it does. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Thursday, January 29, 2015. Our program this evening, Truck Parking Shortage, receives national attention. And that's largely due to a recent article which came out by the Wall Street Journal, who wrote along with our guest this evening, Dave Della Maggiore who, along with his fiancée, Robin, runs the Facebook group Give Truckers Room. And Dave joins us to tell us more about the road trip with the Wall Street Journal and some of the things that were experienced during the trip and give us his insight on the WSJ reporting and his take on the lack of truck parking issue. And also joining us a little later in the program is Nicholas Coretta, president and CEO of Ultraship TMS, which specializes in transportation and technology solutions. And Mr. Coretta has been in transportation and supply chain management for 15 years and is also a current member of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals. And his vocation actually started with Coretta Trucking, a longtime leader in asset-based transportation services and innovations. And he was also the former president and owner of Alliant Internet Solutions, a web-based software consulting company which uh, specialized in servicing mid-sized companies' technology needs by providing web-based applications. And Mr. Creta graduated from Bryant University with a B.A. in finance, and he'll join us to discuss how Ultraship TMS has taken a lead in providing solutions to the truck parking issues that many drivers face on a daily basis, particularly pointing at the parking issues related with shippers and receivers and uh Ultraship TMS uh, very quickly responded to the Wall Street Journal article with their own article entitled Use YMS to Combat Truck Parking Crisis, and you can find these links within our show page. So we'll learn more about the company's uh, Ultra YMS, one of the tools within the Ultraship TMS platforms with the YMS, meaning Yard Management System, and why Mr. Credit believes that logistics as an industry is ultimately going to have to address the issue of truck parking safety for our nation's drivers. So, uh, Donna, a real interesting show this evening, and back on a topic we've discussed about many times, and a topic that is uh, gaining some national attention. 
Uh, absolutely, Alan, and uh, we were so thrilled to death to um, see that Wall Street Journal uh, article. Um, I know I talked to Bexy a long time, and you spoke to her, and I remember this this one day, <laughs> like it was yesterday, I just sat there and pleaded, please make sure we address truck parking, and, you know, of course, it, it had just started, so... Um, you know, I didn't have any guarantee. Nobody knew what the article was going to be about. So when we saw it, it was like a huge victory. And uh, anyway, now the rest of the industry is is jumping on board. And um, it's really funny tonight because we've got two sides of the industry here is what we've been trying to achieve anyway for a long time because drivers have been talking about the parking uh, for, you know, what, 30 years or so, and studies from FMCSA and confirmation, and yes, there's severe truck parking shortage, and then, you know, after, what, half a million dollars in, in studies, what happens? So, anyway, now that this article is out, and uh, there's a lot of uh, domino effect, a lot of other articles coming out, it's getting the attention that we've all been so happy to uh, hear about. Uh, and we have both sides of the industry here tonight um, to represent. Uh, we have logistics, and we have Dave, who's a veteran driver, and nobody knows the truck parking situation out there better than the drivers. So um, we're just thrilled to death to have him on. And, uh, hey, Dave, you did a great job, by the way, on Sirius. I heard you on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And this article has grabbed the attention. So, yeah, two good sides here on the show. Really good show coming up. Listeners uh, lining up on the lines. Appreciate you tuning in. Hey, we'll take a quick break. When we return, our guest, professional driver Dave Della Maggiore, first up, and more about the Wall Street Journal road trip. And it's all coming up on Ask the Trucker Live. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. Dave Della Maggiore, our first guest up this evening. And Dave, welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. 
Good evening. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this. You're quite a celebrity, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really did not know it was going to be this nationally wide. I wasn't prepared for it, but I'm doing the best I can with it. Well, well, you tell the audience like you go places now, and they uh, and, and they actually recognize you from the Wall Street Journal. Actually, yes, the very same day I went to a uh, shipper and the forklift driver said you're going across Yahoo News and I'm like what I didn't know that it was actually going across that I just thought it was on the Wall Street Journal feed and uh, later in the day I, I found out that it was more and more out there than what I actually knew I had a friend down in Florida send me a screenshot of the newspaper I mean it, it just Unbelievable. I can't believe how this little article can be so demanding. And, yes, we do need it. We do need the exposure. Oh, absolutely, because now it's going to reach the general public. And once um, everybody realizes that, hey, wait a minute, truck driver fatigue, you know, it's not more regulations you need. you got to let these guys sleep. <laughs> you know, it's that yeah. simple. Yeah, because before they thought we were just – blowing steam by saying there's not parking, you know, or everybody wanted better parking. But actually out here on the road, there there's more trucks now and less parking because, of, you know, the economy closed a lot of the fuel stops down, so it left no parking. And some places are, are expanding their warehouses, and so they're taking up the parking that we used to use in the little corner. So we're really getting in a bind. Well, listen, how, I mean, the, the article, I mean, like we said, I mean, it's really grabbed the attention of not only the industry, but the general public as well, as, which is a good thing. And I haven't really had the opportunity to really just sit down with you and, and talk to you more about how the how the ride went. I mean, I know Betsy Morris, the journalist, she's a very renowned journalist for the um, Wall Street Journal, but you had... Uh, how many did you have riding along with you? You were what? This is like a four or five day trip. Was there just one photographer or two? Or tell tell us how the tell us how the trip. You know how how it all went and everything. Well, yeah, sure. Well, first I want to thank you for setting me up and putting my name in the bag there, and uh, you know, and having <laughs> some faith and and some you know pat me on the shoulder that, that I did get it. But it was really interesting. Um, call for you needed someone and I answered it and then you explained it to me and several days later Betsy did call me and to find out what what exactly I was doing and at that time I was going from the west coast to the east coast and we wanted she wanted to do information on the east coast parking and um, I said well that's fine and so we set up to have a ride along with her but something in Atlanta happened and she couldn't make it so when I got to the Queens and the Bronx, they had a Wall Street Journal from New York uh, photographer up there, took some pictures of, uh, you know, the, the parking that I was at, uh, my delivery point, the streets, you know, the big truck and the little street, you know how that goes. And, um, right. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was that. And then my next um, point of delivery was down in South Jersey, and um, down there in um, Kearney Point. 
And um, they had a photographer meet me on the side of the road, and then he rode with me a little bit and then into the truck stop to see what we were looking at when we got to the truck stop for parking, how people parked, basically all that stuff. And then that's where he took those two pictures that were published in the Wall Street Journal. Those actually came from uh, from Kyle, the, uh, the photographer that I picked up and uh, took him into the Carney Point area. Now, you were in, in contact with Betsy, though, uh, during your trip, from what I understand, while oh, the trip yeah. was going on? Every, yeah, every day, several times a day to uh, get my location, get the uh, the, the actual uh, names, correct names, the correct spelling of places I was at, so uh, that her publication would be precise. Right, right. Well, that's, it, it's just, we're just, you know, thrilled to death. I mean, everybody write, is writing about it now, and it's like the biggest thing. And uh, this we're, truck we're, parking shortage thing can finally, you know, get some attention right. that it deserves. And then what, what, several, oh, go, several days. Go ahead. Several, Oh, go ahead. Well, several days after the uh, the ride along, I was in New Mexico, and that's where I actually got rammed by another truck for him trying to get into a parking spot that wasn't big enough for a truck and a trailer. Yeah, that was a real odd story. I mean, uh, he 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 just kept he just kept ramming your truck. Yeah, he ramped me four times with his trailer trying to back into the spot. I was asleep, or you know, there, so there was nothing I could prevent it after the first knock you know, of his truck hitting me. Because it was on the driver's side, I couldn't exit my truck quick enough to try to stop him. But uh, but it, it wasn't on purpose. I mean, he just, you know, sometimes you can, you know... Well, I mean, as you know, you know, you can you can hit something and not even know it. I mean, did he just not know it, or <laughs> I mean, that was, that's an odd story. What was the deal? Was he was he actually aware that he was hitting you four times? Well, started off as he knocked on my door and asked me to move, and I told him I was taking a break, and you know, and that and we discussed at that time that your truck's not going to fit there, so I went back to sleep. I got back into sleep and went back to sleep. Well, 20 minutes later is when I was re-woke up by his truck banging into my truck. So I guess he was under the impression that he was going to try to get it in there. Oh my goodness! Wow. Well, yeah. well I know when uh, I know when I when I was discussing, um, you know, trying to trying to assist in finding a driver, you know, with with Betsy when I was talking with her on the phone. And she was telling me that they were just really looking to just to see the life of a trucker, the way scales, you know, the parking issues, everything that a trucker goes through. And and I had told her, well, you need, you know, you need to go to the Northeast. And that, you know, you worked out perfectly for that. Did she reiterate to you? I mean, what were, were there any specifics that they were really wanting from you? Was they focused on? On just the truck parking issue, or anything at the scales. I mean, what what did you end up uh, giving them? You know, for the for the article. It was just about the truck parking issue, not about okay. you know the uh, EPAs or uh, you know brake regulations and e logs versus paper logs. No, it was just that um, for the parking uh, shortage situation. 
All right. Well, I tell you, it's uh, it's where you said you were surprised by the uh, you know the attention it's getting, but you know it's a good thing. It's like I said, it's not only the industry attention, but it's also the general public. I mean, you know, we are talking about the Wall Street Journal. They're they're not a little publication. Yes, that's that's, that's correct, and that's why I was just flabbergasted about the whole thing. Um, um, I, I thought it would be just something small, and then I'm looking at this big page write-up, and not just about me, but just about the whole parking, but using me as my as the experience of them riding along and taking pictures with me, and uh, it, it makes me feel good that I can put put forth my knowledge and, and my experience to help this industry because this is what I do for a living. I love driving. You know, I, I would hate to be disabled and not being able to drive because I just love out here. I love it out here. It's great. And I've seen it go up. I've seen it go down. I've seen it go back up. And now it's going back down again, but it'll go back up. Well, did uh, you said the photographer met you on the side of the road. Did they, did they actually, any of the WSJ people, did they actually go on the property of the shippers or receivers, or did they kind of stay clear of that, or how did that all work? Yeah, they stayed clear of clear of it, and we uh, with Betsy, um, it was it was all uh, communication with her, and then uh, using the photographer's uh, pictures. I'm sure there was more pictures than just the new because he was going nuts every time I turned around. Um, <laughs> but um, and so then, then that's how she made her her write. She used my profession and my word as what was going on. To write her article. Wow, I mean that's pretty amazing, Donna, doing it all by the phone like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, I mean, look, look, I'm a truck driver, and you know how we got a bad reputation. And here, the Wall Street Journal um, publishers are actually using my word as what's going on. So, of course, I'm telling it like it is. But um, now everybody, you know, you know what? What am I trying to say? Um, uh, that feels so good that I can I can correspond to her, and she took my word as as a, as my word, not making up anything. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, I th- I think y- you went through some pretty you know um, strict interviews, um, you know, not just with Alan, but with with her too. I'm sure. And um, hey, that's a big publication. I'm sure they checked you out and knew you were uh, pretty reputable. So. Um, <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad you got the job. I, I, Alan spoke, spoke to quite a few guys uh, on the phone, and um, and you got it, and we're really thrilled to death. So um, yeah. you do a lot of on uh, social media for educating the public about how to drive around uh, semi trucks. You and Robin, and I'm sure she's listening. Yeah, I see her in the chat room. There you are, Robin, <laughs> and. Uh, so you know, we were just really glad that you uh, you were yeah, picked for the, this. The, I think nowadays the, the social media is 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 the mainstream. Okay, I mean, yes, people so fast, so you can't misjudge or misplace what you want to say or do because it can get so turned around and misplaced by the time it gets to somebody else. So with this article and these interviews that are, are happening, and I'm pretty sure I'll probably get another one, but um, uh, I just want to point out that it, it, 
I'm not. I don't want to talk bad about the truck driving industry. It's the parking industry. This is the problem we have. And if we can't park and be safe, then we can't operate efficiently and professionally. Well, well, that's a a point you know that I, I want to make. And what um, you know about the hours of service, and now the ELDs and the enforcement um, with the hours of service, which it's always supposed to have been enforced. But you know, drivers would kind of you know if they couldn't find a spot, they'd keep going over the hours, and which wasn't safe really because they were tired, they were over their hours. And now you can't do that. And so many of them, you know, they'll try to pull into a Walmart or something or, and, and they'll get thrown out and they'll try to say, well, I don't have any hours and, well, that's too bad. And uh, then you have the case with um, Jason Rivenberg. Uh, uh, he was, I think, at a milk, was he delivering milk or something in 2009? And uh, he parked in an abandoned gas station and was shot and killed. And then back in June of this past year, uh, Michael Baglin was uh, in Detroit. And I guess he was waiting to be uh, loaded over at Thyssen Krupp, I believe it was. And, uh, and then he was murdered. Uh, and then they just took his truck and set it on fire and destroyed it. So you know these are problems that that the industry is is, is having. They know it it's uh, occurring, and for it to get out in the public, for people to understand these situations, and really to to wake up the industry itself. And um, uh, that's why we were so excited to see um, the right. article from uh, Ultra Ultra Ship TSM about uh, about you know their thoughts on that too and uh Nicholas will be on in in a little bit but th- this is a whole process so I want to just ask you do you have an ELD Yes I do Okay and have you found it the the parking situation more difficult with that ELD um you know when your time's out or do you, do you have to plan better or what happens you know if you're held up at a shipper I I use a what I tell myself, I use a time management on myself to manage my day so I know that I won't get put up in a corner and be stuck somewhere. And so, uh, like right now, I am at my receiver's location, but my delivery is not till midnight. Now, is he letting you park? Are they letting you park there, or how's that working out for you? Yeah, this, this facility actually has about 12 spots. So I have been here before, so I know about that. So uh, uh, when you get to a place where you don't know, that's where you get into a bind, and that's where the truck drivers try to find the closest place to park, such as a Walmart, uh, at a, a, a shopping mall, or even a truck stop. So then they don't use up too much time to get to on their on their uh, logbook, electronic logbook. Because you know that fourteen hour clock clicking, and you got to plan how you're going to do it and uh, yeah, I've been held up at shippers or receivers for four hours, but I've never got stuck there with okay. managed my time to be okay, but it, it can't happen to everything I mean it can't happen to everybody I mean it's just it's how you plan your day when you start off in the morning. Well, you know, uh, well, that was one of the biggest things on that truck parking survey. We had Hope Rivenberg, who was the crusader for Jason's Law, 
and Desiree Wood, who did a tremendous amount of work on that truck parking survey. And if everybody goes there, I'm going to put the link in the chat room. It's on the Ask the Trucker blog on the menu. Just click on Truck Parking Survey. And there's a, a whole section on shippers and receivers on there and the you know, the ones that are, are a problem and it's it's you know, quite uh, quite a journey here, uh, since Jason was uh murdered in two thousand nine. Uh just getting Jason's law in the transportation bill, what which so many people said it would never happen and uh I guess they don't know Hope Rivenberg. So um anyway, this is uh <clears throat> This is just, you know, really good news, and we really appreciate, you know, what you've done. It's it's wonderful. Well, thank you. I, I do. I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of the article. I'm proud of how this could work out for the industry. Uh, I, I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm really exciting for me. Something to pat myself on the back about. But uh, it's not something that's just going to uh, fade off. We're going to keep on it. We're going to keep strong. Uh, our Facebook group is a safety and awareness, and uh, it's going to be part Give of Give Truckers it. Room. That's the name of it. If anybody wants yeah, to go yeah, check I, out Dave's. Uh... Day, I, I forgot to say that the other day, and I got when I got home, well, not when I got home, when I got a phone call from home, I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, okay, Robert. Give Truckers Room. And it's a Facebook uh, page, and it's growing by leaps and bounds every day. So uh, you want to check out that group. Uh, Dave and Robin are admins, and that's their group. Yeah, and Dave, uh, hey, Dave, you have time to hang with us still, or you got to go? Oh, no, i got time. I'll, I'll hang right here you, with you. You've got time? Okay, we've got a lot of listeners here on the line. Let me see. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to tag them all. Kentucky, Texas, Arkansas, New Jersey, North Dakota, Arkansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, just kind of all over the place. But hey, thanks for tuning in. I got a bunch of hands in, so I got some callers, uh, callers wanting to join in the conversation. So we'll bring on our our next guest here and kind of get him rolling a little bit, and then we'll take some callers. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we return, Nicholas Coretta of Ultraship TMS will join in the conversation to discuss the Ultra YMS Yard Management System and how their company can provide solutions to the lack of truck parking issue within the industry. So uh, hang with us, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Ask the Trucker Live, and I want to tell you how you can save big money with Pivot Technology Resources. Pivot Technology Resources is a trucking industry's only source for quality new and used mobile communications and asset tracking equipment. With Pivot Technology Resources, you can have the latest technology such as Omnitrack's MCP50 and the MCP200 or PeopleNet BLU2 or PD4 and for around half the price of going directly through the manufacturer. Here's how they are able to bring you quality technology at such a low cost. Pivot Technology Resources obtains working in-cab computers from companies that go out of business, downsize their fleet, or change their technologies. Their team of professionals guarantee that they are in working order and even offers a brand new in-house warranty and all for about half the price. They even will buy your equipment as well. Find out more by calling 
888-500-0177 and visit them on the web at pivotresources.com. Discover why so many of the most respected companies in the country have relied on their expertise. 1-800-679-0177, pivotresources.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. We've got a lot of uh, callers on the line. I'm going to try to get to all of them as we can. But first, uh, joining us now is Nicholas Coretta of Ultraship TMS. And uh, Dave, your line is still open as well. But Nicholas, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us this evening. Hey, very glad to be here tonight. Well, we're glad to have you. And, uh, you know, I guess um, your company's doing so many things. There's so many things involved in the Ultra uh, Ultraship TMS platform. I guess uh, uh, a lot of info, you know, within that. Um, let's just start with, can, can you break it down for our listeners as to the technology that your company is providing to the industry? Kind of give us a rundown. Okay, I'd be happy to do that. I'd you know, I'd like to start by saying I really have enjoyed listening to the show so far tonight. Um, you know, there were a lot of great points that were made um, here, and uh, I think I can speak to a lot of them. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do is uh, transportation technology, um, not just with a yard management system or a YMS, uh, but also our TMS platform, which is a transportation management system. Um, my background, I grew up, you mentioned earlier um, on, the, on the show, I grew up around my father's trucking company. He had about 1,000 trucks on the road uh, at any given time. Wow. I grew up, my first job was working for him in the truck shop, uh, helping the mechanics do the, the PM service on the trucks, greasing fifth wheels and whatnot. And then I actually got um, twice to go cross-country on one of his trucks. He put me with the driver. I got to ride shotgun. Uh, from here, we went left New Jersey, which we're based in New Jersey. We're still based in New Jersey. Uh, he was based here as well. Uh, but went from here up to um, Seattle, Washington, down through California, and then back uh, to New Jersey. And I made that run twice. And uh, it's really, you know, it's educational to see what drivers go through uh, on a day-to-day basis, the things that they have to do, um, you know, like parking, like you know, knowing where the right, where the best uh, truck stop is going to be, and uh, the experience that they have in, in going to some of these places on a repetitive basis is very important. And when you talk about some of these other things here, like um, you know, knowing uh, knowing a location, having gone there before, as opposed to going to a new place, you know, that can be very um, you know challenging for the drivers. And a lot of what we do with the technology. Um, Really, we try to set the drivers up for success. Uh, our platform, what it does is uh, it's used by shippers. Uh, they manage all their transportation with it, and they manage the pickups, the deliveries. They send out the communications to the uh, different carriers for load tenders and whatnot, and then they can manage it from the time that the order is created right through uh, to to delivery. So what we'll say often is from your dock door to their dock door or vice versa, we really manage just about every portion of that shipment in between uh, from the planning through to the execution of the shipment. 
Um, so a, a lot of what we do, uh, we have uh, modules in our software for managing private fleets, um, and with these modules, we'll then tie into um, the um, telematics systems, either a PeopleNet system or an Omnitrax or one of the other platforms out there, so we can get uh, position reports back from the trucks. And a lot goes into really planning uh, these shipments beyond what you would typically think. So when you talk about um, parking and some of the challenges the drivers are having finding adequate parking for uh, the truck, uh, either before they make a delivery or even right after they make a delivery or a pickup, um, there's a lot that can go on behind the scenes from a software perspective and a technology perspective to kind of ease those pains, and, and that's a lot of what our systems will do. Well, let me let me just ask you first real quick. We'll get a little bit more into it and then uh, try, try to get as many callers in as I can. How how aware were you of the of the lack of safe trucking parking issue? But before the Wall Street Journal article with Dave was published, yeah, I personally was aware of it. I mean, I having grown up around the trucking industry, I, I see it. I'll I'll be on the road, and you know, there's roads here, and I'm sure you know Dave knows when you come up uh, Route 287 here. Anytime, say after eight o'clock at night, there's one stretch when you go from New Jersey right into New York. I mean, you see the trucks parked right on the side of the road there. I mean, lining both sides, the northbound, the southbound side. And I personally, I know why that is. I know why they're parked there. I know that they, they don't have parking at the truck stop and that the truck stop's, you know, full. I know that they're probably positioning themselves because they have a delivery in the area to make in the morning. So they want to be close to that delivery as possible so that they can get there for uh, an early open uh, location, and I see that. So I've known about that, and, and you can see it. If you know what to look for, the, the, the problem is evident. Well, I don't know. Are you aware that New Jersey just put a bill in? It, I, it's on Landline Magazine. It was put out yesterday to add more truck parking. It's A3918. I mean, I just got it today in my in my mailbox. Um, somebody sent it to me. I was just getting ready to pass it over to Alan, but then the show started. So this is brand um, new. Have Have you heard about this? Um, I haven't heard about it, and you know. It's yeah, well, it's brand new. I mean, uh, it's you can see it on Landline. Um, we tweeted it out, and we're going to put it on Facebook. But uh, this is huge because I know Jersey's like. Really bad for parking, right, Alan? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. But well, well, Nicholas, how about how about um, Jason's Law or driver Michael Baglin? Uh, were were y'all aware of, of those names and and you know all that situation before the article as well? Before the article, I was not aware of those, and you know I did some reading on them since then, and it's it's good to see those kinds of things gaining uh, gaining traction and, and moving forward. All right. Well, listen. Let's let's get into um, uh, you know wherever you like to lead us. I mean, I was going to say the ultra YMS, the yard management system. I mean, it's really much more than than what the name implies. How I see it, we're uh, we're talking about a tool within a complete management system, which uh, you know covers all s aspects of the supply chain industry. Would that be a correct statement? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and the yard management platform is the newest uh, module, is the newest piece to our platform. And essentially what it's doing is it's allowing the shipper or the receiving dock um, to better manage the space in the yard um, more efficiently to increase the throughput that they can get uh, through yard, 
to manage the parking spaces, uh, and to really get drivers in and out of the facility as quickly as possible. Um, you know, uh, with so that would help with detention time too, then, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, reduces detention. Uh, really, it's all about having the driver spend as little amount of time on that yard as possible, um, keeping the equipment sitting on the yard for the shortest amount of time possible. So it will do things like it will track aging of equipment on the yard or how long a truck has been on the yard. It will sh give them um, an inventory of uh, parking spots, how many open spots they have in any one given area of the yard. And it will also track when um, a truck arrives or departs the facility. So, you know, that's one aspect of that supply chain that you can get more visibility where typically people kind of, it lacks visibility. It's kind of like a little bit of a void. Once you get on the yard, um, the people in the shipping and receiving offices, they don't have the visibility necessarily what's going on out there without doing a physical walkthrough or an inventory of the site. So this helps them with those types of uh, challenges. And uh, well, we should mention that you're on um, you're on the web at ultrashiptms.com, um, and the ultraship TMS. Now that's the that's the entire platform, but this is all uh, a web web based. This is just software. the The complete system is web based. Is that correct? Yep. So it's a web based transportation management system. Uh, the yard management component uses um, mobile devices like an iPad or an Android tablet uh, to allow people to go throughout the yard, do inventories. It allows them to communicate with the jockey uh, trucks and the jockey equipment within the yard to uh, facilitate movement uh, of the equipment around the yard. But then the TMS platform is everything that happens beyond the yard. Uh, and, you know, while I was listening to the, the, uh, the show, I was thinking about other areas where the TMS platform helps with some of these issues related to, um, you know, to parking and to improving um, the efficiency of the driver. Uh, and it, it, there's really many components because, you know, with our TMS, we'll do things like routing and scheduling. Uh, and one of the things that we try to do with our platform is look at things not only to say uh, which stops geographically, geographically go together, but we'll actually look at, for different facilities, what the hours of operation are of those facilities. And when we plan a load, a multi-stop shipment, either multi-pick or multi-drop load, we're going to plan that to the, hour, to the operating hours of that facility so that the driver is arriving at each facility when or as, clo uh, as close to when they are open as possible and they're not getting there six or eight hours early and having to, to wait at those facilities because that's really the last thing the drivers want to do is sit around and wait for a facility to open because they happen to be there eight hours early. I mean, if they're there early enough, they can plan their break, they can shut down. Uh, but what we try to do with the optimization portion of our software is plan better routes that are going to be um, the drivers can execute more efficiently with less downtime. Uh, we'll plan in the breaks. We'll we'll use the you know the new hours of service regulations, and we'll and we'll try to build a better shipment and really set the drivers up for success rather than build a shipment where um, they're pretty much doomed to fail because of the uh, constraints that have been put on them. Well, uh, can I ask a question now? Can the drivers um, be a part of this? I mean, or is this just you know for the shippers and receivers? 
It's mostly for the shippers or receivers, but what we try to give the shippers and receivers is better information. I mean, they really want to make – they don't – I mean, it's not one versus the other out there. The shippers and the receivers know if, if they can be more of a facility of choice, someplace where the drivers want to go, where the drivers know they can get in and out quickly, um, if they know they can build shipments that drivers are going to um, – like as opposed to more difficult shipments, they're going to have that shipper of choice um, status among them. So what we'll do with the software is we'll collect data um, along the execution of these shipments, and we can identify facilities that typically hold a truck for a long amount of time or have um, unusual amount of detention compared to other facilities. And then we feed that information back into the uh, TMS for the optimization and some of the routing portions. So the driver's I, I, back mm-hmm. is that they're, they're helping collect the data points that the people that are planning uh, need in order to build these shipments with, with real, uh, real-world data. Um, could I ask a question? Well, yeah, Dave, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I, what I was wondering, the service that you provide, would that reduce the trailer pool area where companies have like 20 trailers that are just sitting there waiting to get unloaded or waiting to be loaded on an outbound basis so that would um, enlarge for the over-the-road truck drivers that are just coming in because they're a small company for the uh, one, you know, one-time delivery, let's say? Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail right on the head with that one in that yeah. one of the things that they want to do is have a better idea. A lot of times they could have 30 trailers on the yard that are empty, but they don't really know about that. They don't have the visibility. I mean, if they go out and they check, they know. But the people that are a lot of time in these centralized um, planning offices, they don't have the visibility to that. So by giving them the visibility to how big the trailer pool is, how many empties, how many loaded trailers there are, they could potentially reduce the size of the trailer pool because they can turn that equipment quicker therefore providing more room for the live load um, shipments to come in and being able to, you know, get more of the smaller carriers on the, on the yard and work with those live load shippers. So that's one of the ways it definitely can help. And your technology, uh, this Ultra-YMS technology, I mean, obviously I, I, I'm sure it can, it can handle, I mean, you know, some of these large shipping, receiving distribution centers can, they can have a very high, fast-paced environment. I mean, things are just going on like crazy, but I'm sure your technology is capable of handling uh, any, any size uh, distribution center uh, and, and, you know, their environment, correct? Yeah, it's all real-time data, um, and um, it's, it is cloud-based, but um, really any size DC would not be a problem for the software. Uh, really what you wind up having then is multiple pieces of equipment or jockey equipment on the yard. Uh, each jockey truck gets an iPad or an Android tablet put in the cab, and then there are multiple users at the shipping doors and the uh, the gatehouse that can feed information in in real time. So uh, once it's up and running, uh, it can handle high-volume uh, facilities uh, without a problem. Well, well I, go ahead, Alan. Oh, go ahead. Then I'm just going to grab some callers here. Try okay, to get well, in as many as we can. Well, I just getting back on the shortage, and um, I, I think the one thing that really you know caught our eye in your article was the, addressing the shortage available for truckers for overnight parking, keeping drivers off of public streets, 
freeway ramps and vulnerable to remote parking places like abandoned lots uh, is a laudable goal. And and now you're speaking to your your um, your clients, right? I mean, that's who you're speaking to. And yep. and the 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 call to action is um, it is also one that logistics as an industry is going to be forced to address. And that's that's a very strong statement. So um, we really do hope that your message does reach uh, the shippers and receivers because, um, like I said, both Jason and Michael um, were both waiting. They weren't allowed inside at the time, and uh, and that's how they got shot. So this is huge uh, to read a statement like that. Uh, I just want to read one more, and it's from Tim Taylor, who back after Michael Beglin got uh, was murdered – he came, and he has a logistics company, and he says, as a company, we would like to have our agents support our efforts to implement Jason's law, a law written to make parking safer for drivers. Uh, Tim continued to express his concerns by stating, I personally abhor the practices of some shippers, warehouses, etc., that abuse or mistreat drivers. I don't like mistreatment by anybody to anybody. A driver at the bottom uh, end of the economic scale is especially vulnerable to the system, being forced basically to sleep in unsafe areas. So I want to commend, uh, again, our friend Tim Taylor, who um, spoke up back in August and said that. So, you know, we're just very thrilled that there's people in the industry like you guys. Yeah, and a lot lot are coming on board. So, hey, okay, let me try to I'm going to try to get as many callers as I can. I got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll grab the callers and we will keep it rolling. Hey drivers, Alan Smith here with Ask the Trucker Live asking, are you home every weekend? Are you off on all major holidays and still get paid? Well, if not, then listen up because we may have the perfect driving opportunity for you. Godspeed Expeditors LLC of Rockwall, Texas is currently seeking a husband and wife team from one of their dedicated tractor trailer lanes. A Class A CDL with hazmat endorsement is required and the team must have six months verifiable experience within the last 24 months. This team will be running approximately 3,600 miles per week Monday through Friday and pay is calculated at 70 cents per mile and that means all miles. That's a whopping $2,500 per week take home and $130,000 per year possibility. All applicants will be security screened and must be able to pass a drug screen. There is a one-week orientation which pay $500 to the team and the hotel room will be provided. No felony or Class A misdemeanors need apply. So stop running yourselves in the ground for little pay and come home to an exciting, well-paying job that I know you've been looking for. And after one year, pay is increased to $0.75 per mile for all miles. And if you are in West Virginia especially, teams are needed now. So for this great drive opportunity career contact Godspeed Expeditors LLC at 479-234-5323 that's 479-234-5323 call them right now and be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Ask the Trucker Live
we're back. Let's wrap some callers here as I watch the time tick down here. We'll try to get to everybody. New York, uh, area code 607. You're up first. Welcome to the show. Hi, John and Alan. It's Tom. How are you doing tonight? Hey, hey good, Tom. Tom. You, you, you did a good show tonight. Lots of good callers. And I, and I got I got several points I'll try to make here fairly quickly. Uh, Dave sort of touched on this. Uh, a couple of times during the course of this conversation, but something I, I would like to kind of point out based on some stuff that's been happening on Facebook this last week or two is to some extent we as drivers, and we're already aware of this, have s- some blame due to the lack of truck parking due to the fact of, of the behavior of a, in my opinion, smaller amount of the industry. I don't necessarily want to say a minority, but, but, but it definitely is, I think, it is definitely a smaller number of drivers for behaving badly, you know, littering, doing all other sorts of things that they shouldn't be doing in the parking lot, et cetera. But the thing that I think is hurting us the most, because as Dave said, social media has become the mainstream media. So when you go and put something up on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it was, and Don and I were talking about this earlier earlier in the week, it, it's a lot like the old um, AIDS commercial from the 80s that Australia put out. They show this couple in bed in the middle of this dark room, and they're saying, you have to remember that when you have sex with somebody, you have sex with everybody else they have. And they, the camera pulls back and the lights come up, and soon you see an entire gymnasium full of, full of couples and each in their own individual bed. And the point is, when you put something up on Facebook, you may just think it's going to go to your friends or a small group of drivers that you refer to. And next thing you know, it's all over the Internet. And it's perpetuating the stereotype, whether it's true or not, that truck drivers are dirty, filthy pigs, degenerates, whatever. And that's something we've got to start being conscious of as drivers is, you know, I can't control what driver X of company Y does, but I may choose to take a picture, but I don't have to share it to everybody and their 15 brothers, oh, look what this guy did. All I have to do is send it to his company. You know, and that's something we've really got to start monitoring ourselves on because social media is a double-edged sword. You can use it for the good to promote things like Jason's Law and all this other stuff for our benefit. But by the same token, if you're not careful, you can cut off an appendage that's awfully important to you too. So that's, I think, the first thing we have to look at. And is um, Alan, is the guest from YMMS still on? Because I got a couple questions for him. Yeah, they're all they're on, ready to go. Uh, sir, I got a couple questions here for you on listening to this. The first thing that I thought of in my head, particularly since I do a lot of Northeast, almost exclusively Northeast, um, there's a lot of places that I go to that may not have parking on site. So it's one of the thoughts of this that maybe other shippers and receivers in the area, maybe since they have, if they have a yard management system such as yours, may be able to willing to start charging you know, a reasonable fee for drivers or maybe not delivering to their, their facility for parking. Was that one of the things you were thinking of? Yeah, we, we have had that thought, um, you know, to start, in a sense, becoming um, using the platform to share information such as that. Um, one of the things we will do is uh, when we send out these load tenders and these tender informations, we'll tell, um, we'll give the carriers and the drivers uh, specific instructions for that location, which oftentimes will tell them other places in the area where they can park 
where they can stop before going into that facility if they get there early. And what we also have is a mobile application that allows drivers to check into a facility before they get there. So to say, okay, I'm in the area, I'm at a, uh, uh, a safe parking location within you know, five or 10 miles, and that allows them to kind of pre-communicate their arrival uh, to the facility and let them know that they'll be coming in to, again, better plan for that resource. And I think down the road, um, you know, if shippers are willing to open up um, their facilities to other carriers, uh, the, the technology would definitely facilitate that. I think where you'd probably run into um, a little bit of a stumbling block is the liability that those shippers might have for other pieces of equipment that come onto the yard, and it really becomes more of an insurance thing uh, than anything. But the technology would support that if the shippers were willing to kind of take that step and share that information and open their doors to other um, other carriers that are hauling freight other than theirs. Uh, thank you for answering that question. And actually one other question that kind of got brought up uh, from what you've just said and a couple of other things is to me what it sounds like in essence, this is more for shippers and receivers to better schedule, schedule the loads, at least in theory, and it's less for the individual driver and the carriers. Uh, tonight, for, for example, as I, you know, I had, a, had a load, and as soon as I got this load, I, I knew it was one of the ones that I just absolutely positively loved. It was a drop trailer for pickup at noon up near Allentown, Pennsylvania, for a 4 a.m. delivery down uh, near Richmond, Virginia. Now, when you look at it on paper, it's about 280 miles, more than enough hours to do it to get in at least an eight, possibly a 10-hour break, except that you've got to go around Baltimore and D.C., and, of course, tonight, throw in the fact that there's a small sleep storm passing through the area in the, during the evening rush hour. And one thing I've noticed when I have run some of these very tightly scheduled loads on certain accounts in the past, when these shippers and receivers do, quote-unquote, communicate together, it almost feels like as a driver there is less wiggle room on the load because they're now planning it just in time. And I haul primarily food goods. So it's one of those cases is, you know, they're screaming to get that food because they, you know, cut their supplies so close that if there's the smallest bit of road construction, any kind of delay, that it now absolutely blows your schedule and that delivery out of the water. Yeah, and those are things that we, we actually try to address with the technology as well. Uh, a lot of that is, is coaching the shippers, and most of the people that have been in logistics have been in um, some kind of supply chain role for a long amount of time. They know better than to schedule these shipments with little wiggle room in them. One of the reasons is they have their own performance metrics for on-time uh, pickup and delivery, and if, if they're not building a buffer into those, things like weather and traffic are going to impact those loads and throw off their performance metrics. But what we are doing is with the software now, we don't have to just say take an average miles per hour and divide out uh, the number of miles in a trip to say, okay, this should take me X amount of hours. What you're actually doing is you're taking feedback from uh, systems that can tell you that road by road what the specific uh, averages are not only for that road, but for the time of day on that road, and you're trying to plan the shipments more intelligently to say, you know, I don't want to hit that 
you know, loop around Baltimore at this time of day. So where can I, how can I shift the schedule to make it so that I'm hitting the congested areas in non-peak time and I'm taking into account that there is going to be traffic at this area. So the technology is getting smarter and smarter where it continue, can continue to help you succeed in what the task that you're being given. And it's not always, um, it's, it, it's, it's coming along. So there's more that can be done if they, if, shippers continue to utilize the technology and leverage it to make the driver's life easier. I mean, the driver's, the, is, it's the most imp- important role in the whole supply chain. And quite often, a lot of times it's the most, you know, taken for granted role. So, you know, it, it's, it's a tough situation you guys are in. <laughs> yeah, it can be, but companies like yours, that's what the, that's why we like the, uh, the, the NADA, you know, and that's, North American trucking alerts and people like you who are uh, you know trying to you know trying to work the solutions to it but hey thanks Tom let's go to uh, we'll go to Texas and then North Dakota but Texas uh, area code 2100 you're uh, you're on the air go ahead right, go ahead and take uh, North Dakota first I know who that is I'd like to hear her talk please <laughs> you want her to go <laughs> yeah go ahead and let her go first Okay, well, I'll leave. I'll leave your line open. It's got to be Deb. Deb, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, hey, what's going on? About that. I got a question about that system he's talking about. It sounds okay. like that's all fine and dandy for reefers and dry vans, but what about grain haulers? What about bull haulers? I mean, I just spent all day in Houston getting loaded. I got there at 8.30 this morning. I didn't get out of there till 3.15 this evening. How do you, you know, we don't know from one minute to the next if that's going to happen. You know, it's just, it's so different in the different parts of the industry. And then you have flatbed, which is a whole nother ball of wax, primarily geared for the dry vans and reefers. You know, it, it's primarily geared for somebody that's running a distribution center that can do uh, okay. A good amount of scheduling ahead of time. Situations like you're talking about, where it's you know a live load, and you know say you're um, you know you're picking up produce, and you're really not sure of um, you know the the time that you're going to wait, things like that. There's you know there's limited things you can do, but there are things you can do to kind of um, give feedback to carriers to let them know how how far behind a, a, a location is, what the wait time is, and you can provide real-time feedback with these systems. So, you know, a, a transportation system is never going to, I always say, even the best software can't fix bad processes. So there's, you know, there's there's things we can do to help, but again, there's sometimes there's things upstream that have to be done from more, uh, from more of an organizational point of view to address some of these other situations that are out there. Right, and then the other question, or the other statement I want to make about the whole parking thing is, you know, everybody admits that it's not a great big number of us, but it is a number of us that have made this problem what it is. And it's because of us, the drivers, well, us, the drivers, need to address the issue. And I would be more than willing to to work with companies to say, hey, you know, what can we do? Have you allow us to park here? Can we come in and clean up your yard? Can we police the yard? You know, I'm willing to pay to park. I love pay to park at the truck stop. I think it's the greatest thing since tea in China because I know I have a spot. Well, well, you know, we had that big show last week, Deb, on driver image, and 
And uh, I, just to put everybody, you know, up to snuff on what's going on with us, um, a lot of the drivers, a huge portion of the drivers, are are upset with the way other drivers treat property, the the feeling of entitlement. You know, if yeah. you are allowed on a shipper or receiver's property, that you're you're not entitled to that. Okay, we're we're asking them through the North American Trucking Alerts to take the accountability to step up to the plate and help alleviate these driver issues, which are in essence the whole industry uh, industry's issues, uh, to step up. However, the drivers have to take their accountability seriously also, because if you are allowed to park there, you have to honor that and be a respectful, you know, person, uh, grateful, you know, that, that they're letting you do right. that. So, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's a two way street on this. And, and even this, this call to action that, um, Ultraship has made, uh, you know, to their clients to help, this horrible problem that the drivers are facing with the parking, there's, you know, many of them I'm sure are going to say, well, yeah, but you know, look, look at, look at what they'll do to the property or, or something like that. And that came up on the show in July. I don't know if you were on that show, uh, mm-hmm. anybody on here tonight where, you know, they said, you know what, maybe they could put up cameras or something and enforce or, or something like that to, um, to make sure that damage isn't done. Now, it's a smaller percentage of drivers that do this. However, all it takes is a few bad apples, and it ruins uh, life for the real professionals out there. So um, there's a big movement going on within the professional driver uh, industry right now, the drivers themselves, because they're tired of it. They want people to uh, respect them so you know you're we're all on the same page here uh deb because we we hear what you're saying i just uh it's just one of those things where it's you know the parking thing you know i've i've never had a really bad issue with it i was worried last night when i got to baytown at five o'clock and everything was bad that i was able to call and get a reserved parking spot so i was able to park safely where mm-hmm. I got loaded at this morning, yeah, I could have parked over there on the street in a bad neighborhood, but then again, that's my choice, my option. My option was to park way over in Baytown where I knew I was safe and where I knew I was parked legally to where nothing was going to happen to me unless somebody backed into me again. You yeah, know, I mean, that's but an excellent least, point, Debbie. point I, Debbie's making right there, people, because, I mean, uh, we have to take into consideration where we park, our surroundings and everything, because, uh, yep. like she said, she could have parked in a bad neighborhood. Something could have happened to her, just like what's happened with other drivers. I mean, I know there's nothing we can do to bring those drivers back that are gone, but you know what? We can all take a lesson from this and be more, uh, you know, use better discretion on where we are going to park for the night and not park in a dangerous area for crying out loud. I mean, uh Myself, I go to a lot of major cities that I have to live to, but you know what? I'm not going to park in there overnight. And uh, so, I mean, I, ru- I run on electronic logs, by the way, and I do try to manage my days where uh, if I have a customer that does have parking, uh, fine. If they don't, that's fine. I'll plan my trip around being able to stay in a safe area away from that town, go there, make my delivery, reload, get the hell out, and then go take my next break somewhere else where it's going to be in a safer neighborhood. I mean, it's... Uh, it's all about using discretion. I mean, and as far as 
whether or not electronic logs make it hard for people to get a place to park, I disagree with that because whether or not you're running e-logs, you're either running legal or you're not. E-logs should make no difference in the equation. I mean, uh, Well, that's just it, Jeff. That they had more wiggle room, and, yeah, they were running over and, and doing it illegally. I mean, there's no two ways about it. If they had well, to take the, an the extra point, 30 minutes to find trying, a spot. The whole point I'm trying to make is that people plan ahead a little bit better than that. That will not be an issue. I mean, don't run up. Don't wait till you're out of hours to look for somewhere to park. You give yourself a little bit of a cushion, like an hour, an hour and a half. Then you find start finding a place to park instead of like, oh, I got 15 minutes left from the lobby. Where the hell am I going to park? And there's nowhere around for 45 miles. What the hell are you going to do, right? Think about it. Yeah, I mean, pl- plan- planning plays a big part in it, obviously. But did you ha- did you have a question for our guests or anything, Jeff? Uh, not really. I mean, I've been listening to him talk about the technology and stuff, and I mean, I'm hoping in reality it uh, will work. I mean, I'm I'm a hard. I mean, I have to admit, I'm a hard sell on technology. And I'm very old school. I don't even have a GPS in my truck, nor do I want one. But if I see it work, I might probably consider investing. But for right now, give me a cap over the mechanical engine and a paper logbook if I have to have one. And uh, you know, as long as they got a radio that plays and a window that rolled down because I don't even like air conditioning, I'm a happy camper, damn it. <laughs> well, I hear you. Hey, Nicholas, Nicholas, did you want to respond? And then uh, I'll grab uh, one, try to get one more caller in from Illinois. But, Nicholas, did you did you want to respond? Yeah, you know, I what I'd just briefly like to say is that, you know, going back to my time around the trucking company and with the drivers, there was so much that, you know, we would do in driver training to, you know, to give drivers a better idea as they came on board of some of the things that they would be face face and be challenged with. And what it comes down to is the people that we have on the phone are clearly professional drivers, people that take their profession seriously, take the time Uh, to do time uh, management and planning. And I think, you know, and be conscious of their surroundings and things like that. And I think that that's more important at times than the technology. I mean, the technology are going to help people like, um, you know, Deb and Dave and this other caller to, you know, really be yeah. more efficient and, and be successful at being a professional driver. But there's always going to be bad apples out there or people that don't, you know, aren't professionals. And unfortunately, you know, we we just have to try to rise above that, uh, you know, within the industry. Right, right, exactly. And that's what we're uh, trying to do right here. Hey, let's grab probably the last caller I can get in, but Illinois, area code 815. Thanks for holding and welcome to the show. Yeah, Alan, this is uh, Andy Warcaba. Hey, Andy, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing grand. Hello, Donna. Oh, she's probably on mute. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> there on she mute. Is. I'm trying to say hello. Uh, well, yeah, good I, to hear I, from I, you, Andy. Go ahead. Yeah, I've, been listen, I've been listening to the entire show, but I, uh, the technology, I guess I'm a little behind to figure out how to finally get on here to throw in a comment. But the, the program's <laughs> really been great. I appreciate it. It's just wonderful to hear all the momentum on this uh, shortage of truck parking. Uh, you know, Alan, you and, and, and I just so the it. audience knows, yeah. Andy is from um, uh, Workaba and Associates, and he also assisted in the truck parking survey with Hope Reinenberg. So, well, yeah, even more so than that, Andy. Let's uh, be sure to let the listeners know who you are. I mean, you, uh, your company. Uh, now, make sure I get this correct. Your company um, helps to uh, design uh, rest areas and that sort of thing, right? That's right. Yeah, I've worked mostly with Toros, but I have also worked with uh, state departments of transportation. I've become famous now because I was also quoted, quoted in that Wall Street Journal article. 
And oh, I'm that's right. right. You were in the article. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the one who sent you that uh, information from New Jersey. So, I mean, there's just the, the amount of information coming across about this shortage, and it's really great. And I just wanted to uh, mention, too, that I'm working on um, a project now in Oklahoma, on the Oklahoma Turnpike, and, and you know, we're, we're looking at designing oh, yeah. Uh, major, yeah, major rest areas down there, service plazas, uh, that will accommodate up to 90 trucks on each uh, at each plaza. So, I mean, that's pretty wow. exciting. In the past, you know, it's, it's something that uh, we only was worried about automobiles. Now we're talking about trucks. And the same thing in Indiana. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. But I did have a call today from a gentleman that saw my name in the Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> and he <laughs> followed up and looked at my webpage and this and that. But he said, you know, he says, Andy, he says, I own about uh, maybe 10 acres uh, vacant property right now just adjacent to Interstate 55 and probably five miles from the Chicago Loop. He says, is there something I could do with that? And I says, you know, I don't know exactly today, but I said in the future, I think that's what we're going to see is land like that being used for truck parking where a trucker will probably be very interested in paying something for the opportunity to park there if he knows in advance it's there so that he doesn't have to get tangled up in all the rush hour traffic and everything else where he'd be able to plan his trip and know that, you know, at the end of the day, this is where I'm going to be, and then tomorrow morning, that's where I got to go. I said, but I think it's going to happen, and, and I really envision that, that this, you know, this land just laying in furrow and around these major metropolitan areas. Uh, somehow or another, we're going to be able to turn that into truck parking. Well, let me ask you something, Andy. Isn't that part of Jason's law that he can apply for the, some grant money? Where that's if that's right. in an area, oh, says when this. When this study comes out, I says I'm sure that this will be the impetus uh, for uh, that type of stuff. You know, whether it's going to be some kind of a funding or we're going to be able to get parking that the truckers need. Because I mean, it's just a sad state of affairs. Because I put on about fifty thousand miles a year in my automobile, and I drive by these rest areas at two o'clock in the morning or wherever I'm at, and I mean they're just plugged. And I, I just I don't know what it's like in the morning trying to get out of these places, but I mean it's it's got to be just a waste It'd be of time. Pretty rough. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, Andy, we had we had put a um, a post up on um, independent truck stops. As a matter of fact, um, the caller before Jeff, uh, I think he's the admin over there on that uh, on that site, him and Deb and a few others. But uh, isn't it possible for the independents in areas where parking is needed? If they have land, can can't they apply for that uh, grant money also for the truck parking? Well, I would think they could, but I, I mean, I have to just be truthful with you. I don't know that it's available yet. I mean, that's unless you know something. Well, according to Hope, now I mean, and see, no. this is kind of weird, and and it's because Hope had her. We all got together and did our uh, survey um, a long time ago. Okay. Now, DOT was supposed to have theirs done by last year, and it's not right. done. And now they are using the results from the survey that we all did that Hope Reibenberg was uh, was in charge of, and there she has taken that survey, and of course the Wall Street Journal called it an informal survey, which was kind of, you know, <laughs> did you notice yeah. that, this informal yeah. survey without a link? Anyway, um 
But DOT is using that survey as informal as it is uh, because there's a tremendous amount of information on it, and they're going to um, correlate it with their with their survey. So uh, according to Hope, and we need to get her on the show again, and hopefully you can come back on with us, that the money is available. So maybe we can get Congressman Tonko back on. Um, He's been on a few times, and, and, uh, you know, maybe he can kind of let us know what's going on now with that. He was the initiator of Jason's Law. I mean, is there anybody in the audience right now that just thinks that that might be a good idea to find land in major metropolitan areas? and use those as strategic staging areas for truckers? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. I Dave, mean, how about, hey, Dave, you've been quiet here. I'm going to pull you in. What do you think? Well, I think it's a great idea. It's something that I wanted to address also was getting the uh, the large common carriers, let, let's just throw out Warner, Swift, uh, J.B. Hunt, and, and letting, asking them if they could, grouped together so we could choose their terminals as parking spots also because their terminals are more in the metropolitan and general area where all the freight traffic is, and then that would also give us some additional uh, parking spaces. Oh, huh. Well, yeah, I think and Donna Nicholas... and Alan, you're, I think, think it's just pretty exciting, and uh, I just see it broadening out. Uh, and, and I mean, there, there's a solution to it all, or at least the, you know a way to ease it up for sure. Uh, and you know, and you know, Andy, you know that's the whole idea behind yeah. the North American Trucking Alerts. It's solutions by the entire industry: freight brokers, carriers, drivers, shippers, receivers, um, people like UltraShip who want to step up and say, "Listen, here's the problem, and here's the solution." Now and and hopefully we our goal is to highlight these people and actually create a, a clearinghouse, so to speak, uh, for the industry where you know you go there and this is what this one's doing, this one's what that one's doing. And of course, with all our social media, you take those articles and you just blast them, blast them right out there, and 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 then everybody will know what everybody's doing to address these issues and in turn support professional drivers. So, yeah, it is it is kind of getting broad, but I I think after working so hard for so many years, you know, and to listen to so much talk, you want to see solutions. And yeah. the only way we're going to do that is to get the entire industry on board. And yeah. the industry's ready now for the solution. Before well, that's it, was, it. In the back burner. Let's let's just blow it off. But now they it's in their face. They have to do something. That's the old story. Timing's everything. And this gentleman that I talked to today that owns a vacant property near Midway Airport, uh, he said, "Well, how do I monetize this? I mean, if I have this land, I mean, what would a trucker pay?" And I said, "Well, you know, it depends on if they're how long. You know, if they're going to be there for any length of time." You know, do you need to provide restrooms? And so then it brings in a whole array of of items. I don't think that these staging areas would want to compete against truck stops. So I mean, there's some thought that has to go into it. And if we could get some funding and do a demonstration project, you know, I mean, I I just think it's be Katie bar the door because there's such a demand for it. Well, you know, at, at least at least they're thinking about it, and at, at, yeah. and at least instead of talking about it, they're, they're uh, you know, it's like Ultraship TMS. They're 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 coming up with solutions. You know, that's the key. Yeah. 
Oh, that sounded exciting with that was uh, that discussion, yeah. And then you ignite others, you know? All it oh. takes is that, you know, first step. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what? Well, hey, Andy, I really appreciate time's kind of winding down, but hey, it's good to hear from you again. Yeah, yeah, I was glad that uh, that I saw that program that Donna sent me the note on, and I'm glad I could help, and I really enjoyed listening to everybody. Well, well hey, thanks. hey, thanks again. Good talking to you. And, uh, yeah, our time's winding down, guys, but, hey, Dave, uh, appreciate you coming on this evening. Any any final comments you want to close with? No, just uh, what I just uh, made a statement about, that was about it. And, you know, we have a bad driver image. We need to clear it up. We need to, to make it a lot better uh, because the image is what we present as a professional truck driver. And once the image is gone, hey, they don't. But nobody appreciates us showing up at their doorstep. So we need to straighten that out and get it all back on the line the way it used to be. I know everybody wants to hear the word old school, but this is now. So we need to start bringing it all back. The shortage, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we're, we're going to be on there. It's not going to just go underneath the rug. We're going to be on top of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a lot, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the industry. But well, Dave, hey, really appreciate it. You did a great job, and hey, we'll be in touch. All right. Yeah, you call me anytime you need me. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Have a great evening, and uh, uh, Nicholas. Thanks again for joining us. Any any final comments you'd like to add, and uh, you know, maybe we missed covering. No, I think that you know it was great to be uh, on the show tonight. I really uh, enjoyed it. I think that uh, it's nice to see a topic that's clearly uh, near and dear to a lot of people's hearts get some coverage. Uh, and uh, look forward to uh, following your show and listening in the future, and uh, maybe even coming back on at some point. And uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely, and we appreciate. Uh, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you taking the time out. But, uh, yeah, we'll do that. We will be in touch and maybe do a follow-up. Uh, this thing, I think, is going to get bigger as we uh, as we go along. So, hey, thanks again, guys. A quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll wrap up this broadcast of Truth About uh, – hey, Donna, I, I almost said it, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> I was broadcast waiting for it, too. of the new Ask the Trucker Live. Be right back. up truckers are you looking for deals on trucks trailers parts or equipment or maybe you need to sell something truck related well there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers no middlemen involved that's why we call it trucker to trucker.com there's no charge at all for looking and if you want to place an ad for what you're selling it's just 1995 and it runs till it sells so whether you're buying or selling it's time to log on and take a look trucker to trucker.com check it out that's trucker to trucker.com Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website site truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. 
Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. All right. Well, Donna, time is a little short, but got a little bit of time. Do you uh, anything for us as we wind it down? Well, I, I kind of talked about it while we were um, on the show, talk about North American Trucking Alerts, um, and it's all about accountability, awareness, accountability, and action within the industry. Uh, again, it's uh, the industry coming together to um, uh, find solutions and offer solutions uh, to the to the problems that the trucking industry has. And it, it, it's a, a very unselfish way to look at things, and you have to actually dig deep down inside and say, okay, what can I do to alleviate these um, problems that face drivers and ultimately uh, face uh, affect the entire industry? So uh, by being a member of CDL Drivers, it's free. You can go on the site, um, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, click on the membership, and then the part that says CDL Drivers, and that includes CDL Drivers and their families, and those memberships are free. Then there's the industry-related, and there's all kinds of ways you can um, support professional drivers and the industry by being a member. Um, by being a member, uh, also, for the industry people, you can uh, be a contributing author and submit what your company uh, is doing for the industry to help alleviate, address whatever uh, problem there is, whether it be wages, parking, um, uh, the costs, whatever that issue is that drivers are facing. If your company has a solution, come on over to North American Trucking Alerts. And with that, we can spread the word and uh, and really do something uh, about these issues. So that's NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com. Yeah, you know, I used to say awareness. You know, I like that word awareness, but I'm really getting to where solutions is really becoming my key word here. Well, well, that's what it is. And, and that's the action. We call it the three A's, awareness, um, accountability, and action. But action is so that you come up with a solution. And um, there's a forum over there. You can you can share your thoughts in the forum. A lot of the drivers do, and uh, it's it's catching on. It's very new. Um, we're not new, so a lot of the people that are joined, you know, knew that we were around. And also, I just want to mention that the other two co-founders now there's Alan, myself, and then there's um, Hal Kaya and John Burnett. So um, the four of us um, actually got together. And I came up with this, and I do believe it was John <laughs> uh, that actually thought of it. And we all jumped on it and said, wow, this is a great idea. Uh, hopefully, we are going to be having an app very soon. And uh, that's that's Hal's baby. And uh, we'll, we'll let everybody know when that's uh, when that's coming out. So anyway, uh, I just want to thank everybody. What a great show tonight. I thank uh, Nicholas and Dave. Um, who are our callers, Andy, Jeff, Deb. Uh, really appreciate you calling in. Yeah, and all the listeners on the line and uh, those in the chat room. And uh, Is that it, Don? That's it for tonight, for me, from me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I had to cut you short there. You saw me holding up I my know, fingers I know, you held two so. fingers, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks for joining us this uh, evening. Be sure to uh, bookmark us and add us to your favorites. And thanks again to professional trucker Dave Della Majori of the Give Truckers Room group on Facebook and to uh, Mr. Nicholas Coretta of Ultraship TMS on the web at ultrashiptms.com. Be sure to visit them there and see what they can uh, do for you. And we will leave you with a song that rocked the industry a few years back and has been called the best song written about truckers since Convoy. The title song from the album, When the Big Rigs Don't Roll, produced by Allen and Ayers Productions, on the web at allenairsproductions.com, or just Google When the Big Rigs Don't Roll. You'll find it everywhere. Thanks again, everyone, and uh, have a good great evening and we will see you next time on ask the trucker live you've been listening to ask the trucker live with alan smith on behalf of alan and donna smith ask the trucker.com trucking social media.com north american trucking alerts.com blog talk radio and ask the trucker live i'm j michael collins until next time drive safe and thanks for listening Make a billion bucks on the backs of the working man driving trucks and cars. It takes 1200 bucks to fill this rig while I'm stuffing the pockets of some big wig. He don't care if I've maxed out my credit cards. The only trick I get for my truck is the jack in the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. I don't need a college degree to figure out that they're ripping off me. They get a big tax break and all I get's the shaft. Insurance goes up if my credit is down. If I sink any lower, I'm gonna drown. And I ain't getting no help from a bureaucrat, no. The only trick I get for my truck is the jack in the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule, I'd tell those big wigs what to do. With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas. But I'm a good boy and I won't do that. My truck is a jack in the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.